I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, lost in all the crucial news over Ukraine, President Biden will give his first official State of the Union speech tomorrow. And while many people are feeling a bit of anxiety over the state of the United States, uh, what can the president do in terms of creating some confidence, maybe highlighting a few wins? Uh, And remember that this is his first State of the Union. He did speak last year uh, about this time. But remember, uh, once you are sworn in as president, the first one you give is actually just a speech before a joint session of Congress. So this is his first official State of the Union address. And helping us break that down and what that might look like in terms of the picture that the president might try to paint for the American people tomorrow is Jonathan Bidlack. He's a resident senior fellow at the R Street Institute and is the policy director for governance. Jonathan, thanks for joining us on a Monday. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. So the president has his work cut out for him. State of the unions are are never an easy thing. They've become uh, far too political, almost like campaign speeches of late. Uh, But he has an opportunity to lay out some things, uh, both in terms of where we are and where we've been. And and then, of course, we hope he spends a lot of time focused on what's next. Uh, But as he looks at building some of the confidence in terms of, hey, this is what I said I would do and this is what I did. uh, What are some of the things that you're watching for that he might highlight? Yeah, I think I think he's got his work cut out for him. You know, I mean, obviously, Ukraine and 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 the crisis in uh, in Europe is going to be the, the top uh, top thing he'll be talking about. But uh, you know, I do think he has some pretty significant challenges. I mean, uh, you know, Americans have been uh, have been worried for quite some time about uh, uh, you know the inflation numbers, and uh, you know those numbers have gotten worse. And so, you know, that was a topic of that was a topic, of course, that wasn't included in his previous uh, or mentioned at all in, in last year's address. And so, you know, I imagine that he's going to spend a good amount of time trying to, uh, uh, you know, trying to talk about that and, and, and alleviate uh, concerns that the American people have. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I imagine you'll hear some about is in, in infrastructure. You know, I think that, uh, you know, the, the, the bipartisan bill that passed earlier this year, uh, even though, uh, you know, it was not a, uh, um, you know, he hasn't been able to pass all of the portions. Of, of, of build back better, um, I think is something that he'll probably try to tout. I mean, you know, he did he did get some support from Republicans as well on that, and so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if uh, you know if that legislation is also uh, not featured pretty heavily. Yeah, you you raise a, a really important component in terms of inflation, 
Uh, obviously, it was not part of uh, his speech a year ago uh, because at that point, I think they were still saying it was not a thing before it was a transitory thing. And then now it's just a thing. Uh, and it's one of those that is this would be interesting to see how the president could navigate, because uh, I, I agree with you that this is a, a chance for equal opportunity offending uh, because it has been both Republicans and Democrats uh, that have done all the spending that is clearly contributing to the inflation rate. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I, I think uh, right, and I think that you know, obviously, you know, while while there were obviously some people on the Republican side, maybe who were who were talking about the threat of inflation or the possibility of inflation coming out of the pandemic, I don't think that was something that was really being discussed in the in you know in the uh, in the, sort of the mainstream discourse. And you know, when it did uh, sort of get talked about, it was generally uh, you know in, in the you know that's the famous term transitory that it was going to be a transitory phenomenon. And I think that a lot of people were very surprised. That the way that it has, uh, you know, has continued and 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 the, the stubbornness that's existed, and so, um, yeah, I do think I do think it's going to be a, a, a big challenge for him. It's in many ways, uh, you know, the domestic challenge of his of his presidency. I mean, if you look at the research on this topic, and and you know, people sort of always like to talk about how Americans hold incumbents accountable, incumbent presidents accountable for, uh, you know, the economic conditions during their presidencies, and. I think that, uh, you know, historically that has meant uh, what does growth look like and what does inflation look like? And on the growth side of things, you know, it's, you know, growth has been at least reasonably healthy. Uh, but obviously, uh, you know, if you're having economic growth, but you're having, you know, the highest inflation levels in 40 years, uh, that does not bode well, uh, both for, you know, uh, re-election chances in 2024, but also, of course, the, the midterms that are coming up later this year. Yeah, I think one of the challenges the president's going to have is something they've struggled with, I think, in in the White House in general, uh, and that is just you know trying to balance this uh, good news portion, the positive things that you can help build some confidence around, and the reality of what the American people are feeling or sensing. Uh, because if you if you go all poly, you know Pollyanna and this is great and we're awesome, uh, and the American people aren't feeling that that disconnect, uh, I think, could be really problematic. How does the president uh, thread that needle? Uh, in terms of, hey, we got some things done, we have some good things that we're focused on, and I know you're feeling the pain at the pump and the grocery store and, and a few other places. Yeah, it's it's really tough, and I think you know the the other the other point to make here as to why it's so hard is that you know you've got to consider that the, the things that motivate the progressive base of the president of the Democratic Party are not necessarily the same things that the rest of the country uh, would prioritize. And they're certainly not the, the, the things that, that Republicans might prioritize. So, you know, he has this challenge where he needs to talk in a way that's going to appeal to his base so that they, you know, are excited about, about his presidency. Uh, but he also has to be able to go and sort of comfort and satisfy uh, the broader American populace, and that becomes a little bit of a challenge when when those those two segments don't necessarily align. Um, but I think I think the way that you do that best is is what I said earlier, which is you know you talk about things like infrastructure, you talk about the things that have actually passed, and you know to the degree that there are achievements, regardless of of one's feeling about you know the infrastructure bill or you know last year's uh, uh, you know. Uh, American um, uh, recovery plan bill, um, these types of things are what you want to talk about because they're the actual accomplishments that you can you can point to. But I think that, you know, going forward, obviously, you know, some of the things that have come up more recently, specifically in, in, in foreign affairs, uh, are very likely going to be the other thing that you can maybe talk about 
that can potentially, you know, uh, breed some sense of, of unity. I mean, most Americans, regardless of party affiliation right now, you know, are uncomfortable with what's happening in, in Europe. And so to the degree that, you know, President Biden is able to rise to the challenge and, 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 and to the degree that, you know, there's a, there's a resolution to that conflict that, you know, is what uh, Americans generally want to see, uh, then I think there is the potential there, too, for, you know, him to ultimately get some sort of credit uh, or blame, of course, depending on how, on how that pans out. So I imagine that that will be the other the other, you know, uh, thing that he will see, he will talk about for that reason. Yeah, fantastic. Jonathan Bidlack, resident senior fellow at the R Street Institute. Thanks for your perspective on the State of the Union coming up tomorrow. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks again. All right. I, I, Jonathan brings out such great points there in terms of how do you navigate that as the president? There's some really challenging things. I think one of the things that the president has to do is he has to have a communication strategy uh, that is equal to his policy strategy. And I love that Jonathan pointed out, hey, whether you agree with these things or not, how the president communicates them to his base, uh, to Democrats, to Republicans, to the rest of the country uh, really matters. And it's one of the things that we have been focused on as it relates to President Zelensky of Ukraine. And he understands timing. He understands messaging. And he knows when to make the hard ask. Uh, and I think the president could learn some of that. Uh, just timing is everything. And messaging matters. And I think the president tomorrow has an opportunity to talk about where we are, talk about some of the challenges that we're currently facing and feeling so everybody understands that. And I think he needs to do what President Zelensky has done, and that is invite everyone to be part of a story, of a historic story. And that will be the big test, I think, for the president tomorrow in terms of gaining any kind of momentum and public support, especially for his domestic agenda. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll give you up to the minute on what is happening inside Ukraine and what comes next. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.